0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to 49ers After Dark. That's Jesse Naylor. I'm Grant Cohn. We're going to be talking about Tom Brady a little bit today because Kyle Shanahan wanted to get him this offseason, which really wasn't that crazy in retrospect, but now it's it's kind of freaking amazing. But first, we need to talk about what these Packers are saying. These Packers getting real loose with the media could you, could you tell the people what Devontae Wyatt said about Brock Purdy? Because I, I can't even, I can't even, I'm so upset.
1: I'm like Rob Guerrero <laughs> right now. I'm so
0: upset. <laughs> and <with Devante? laughs>
1: what, Devontae? You, you know he was losing his mind when he saw that one. I love, oh. Oh, shout out to Rob, man. I, Rob is, Rob's like a, a character in real life. His, he's just so animated and so passionate. You gotta love, what stats brings to the game. So shout out to stats, but to stats. I'll read exactly what Devonte Wyatt said. He said, okay. when D linemen just get pressure into him, he's always throwing off or it's behind overthrown or short. When you get pressure on him, it's a guarantee. We'll get a turnover, basically calling you shot saying we'll get a turnover. If we can pressure Brock Purdy, I find God. that interesting. I find that interesting, and I I think that there is maybe some truth to that. I think all quarterbacks, when they're pressured, there can be issues. But when you look at Brock Purdy under pressure, he is the best quarterback in the league, according to advanced statistics. Here's the difference, though. And what it sounds like he's talking about is he said specifically linemen, which to me means he sees if we can get pressure with four, we're good. He didn't Mm. talk about blitzing. He didn't talk about sending extra players. He's saying getting home with four, and I think that there are a couple games where there are examples of that, and those two games would have been Cleveland and they would have been Baltimore. If you can get home with four and you can play either a zone coverage behind that or preferably man, you are in a much better spot. But if you have to start sending extra rushers, if you cannot get home and it's, it's easier said than done not because the offensive line is great, but because Brock Purdy does a fantastic job getting rid of the ball very quickly. If you have to start sending extra people to get home on him, he will pick you apart, and that's a mistake. So I'm curious to see what they believe they found on film to where they can get home with four all of a sudden. I want to see that happen.
0: Look, Devontae Wyatt, bless your heart. I'm surprised he said this on the record, but I'm not mad at it. I wish more football players would be this candid. I'm looking at Devontae Wyatt. He's 25. He is in his uh, second season in the NFL. So I'm guessing this isn't something he just discovered on film independently and just went to the press with. No disrespect. I'm guessing this is something his defensive coordinator or his head coach or both said in a team meeting. And so this is probably how the Packers look at Brock Purdy. He's small. He's not as gifted physically. He's not as big. He's not as gifted uh, as Jordan... Love, let's prove it. Let's show the difference. Let's pressure him. He's never under pressure. Every he it always looks so easy for him. Okay. Well, I think the Niners feel the same way about Jordan Love. Right. First of all. Like I asked Nick Bose, like, what's the key to stopping him? And he's and he said, Um, I don't think many teams have made him uncomfortable yet. So, like, that's a nice way of saying the same thing. Like, it's also easy for him. He gets to hand the ball off and do play action, get a lot of space and have a lot of time and I think they feel the same way about each other. The one thing about what Devontae White is saying is like easier said than done. And maybe for both teams, because you can't just keep Brock Purdy. It, it's not as simple as just keeping him in the pocket and then knocking him off his spot. He's one of the more elusive. I'm not going to say the more mobile quarterbacks in the league he doesn't run that much, but he's so hard to keep in the pocket. He's hard to, he's hard to sack. He extends plays. And so does Jordan Love. So I'm going to be it's going to be interesting to see how these teams do pressuring these quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say the key to any quarterback is to pressure them. And that's all the greats throughout history. If you can pressure them and do it with four specifically, your job is a lot easier. I mean, that's what defensive linemen are paid to do. But real quick, I, like, do you want to yeah. knock them off
0: the spot or do you want to contain them in the pocket? That's like two different things. Those are two different and things. Pretty, I agree. I want to contain them.
1: Yes. I want yeah, contain- to I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. What I love about Bosa and his interviews every week is he will tell you exactly what the team thinks of that quarterback. Him and Shanahan, they're both honest to a fault. And when you hear them talk, they're going to tell you what they think. And to me, it sounds like they they think Jordan Love's pretty good, or at least is playing pretty good. We'll see. You know, They're probably not intimidated by any means, but they definitely have a healthy respect for him. It almost seems like, because this is not the first thing, I, I don't have the other quote that I saw earlier this week, but it almost seems like the Packers have a bit of a disrespect for Purdy. And maybe that's just me as a fan looking mm. him, like... sounds like it from the, What whatever. I say? Why is it? Yeah. It sounds pretty disrespectful. And, yeah. and I, think, I think this late in the season, to be that arrogant when it comes to Brock Purdy, as if he is no good, I think that that will come back to bite them. Now, maybe if you're yeah. an elite defense like the Ravens or something like that, especially since you've already done it, Okay, maybe you can be a little bit arrogant, but they don't have the the players to get this done, in my opinion. It's all great to have a game plan and think you have some sort of magic elixir that's going to win you this game, but it's another to have the players and be able to execute it. I don't believe that the Packers have the, the defensive players or play caller to get this done.
0: And it does seem kind of like the Packers, after what you read from what uh, read about after what you read from Devontae Wyatt, it seems like the Packers' attitude is Brock Purdy isn't good. Yeah. I mean, what he said made it seem like Brock Purdy's a fraud. Where the Niners are saying Jordan Love is good. Our guy's just better, which is sort of how they're they have to feel. And frankly, the statistics back it up. But yeah, it's really strange to say it, yeah, sure. He's a smaller quarterback. He doesn't have the strongest arm. If you can sort of constrict him in that pocket and make him throw a- around bigger bodies. It could go well for you, but that's so much easier said than done. And if the Packers do it, salute. That is what you have to do. I'd like okay. to see you guys keep that little sucker in the pocket, man. It's not easy. He is so slippery. Pause. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> he, is. he is. He is really, really elusive. So, he really good luck. Is. You got to keep him in the pocket, constricted. You don't even have to sack Brock Purdy, to his point pressure him keep him in one spot pressure him he's small i haven't seen many teams pull that off
1: well and when cmc's there i mean there you've got a check down option that is open all the time outside of the ravens game he's open all the time so yeah great (laughs) that's who's going to cover cmc and take that safety blanket away from him because if it's not there he knows exactly where cmc is at and he will find him and he will make sure that he lives to play another down so yeah, you're right. Easier said than done. Do you think the 49ers were <clears throat> in English?
0: Let me try it again. Do you think the 49ers will start slow offensively off the bye? Considering Brock Purdy hasn't played a game in a couple of weeks. Since 2023. He hasn't played since 2023.
1: <laughs> it was la- that, that was last year. year. That's yeah, last that was last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't really think about it like that. Then yes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think that they're going to start off slow at all. I actually, what I look at is this off season, and we didn't know if Brock Purdy was going to be able to play week one initially. Obviously, as we got into camp, it became pretty clear that he was going to be there. That being said, he still didn't have an off-season to improve. His off-season was spent rehabbing. So if there was going to be rust, don't you think it would have came after an off-season of rehab, taking time off in training camp, not really playing during the preseason, and then going into week one on the road against a Steelers defense that proved to be pretty good this year? Yes. Yes. He, wa- he, he wasn't. He wasn't rusty at all. And if he's not rusty, the offense isn't going to be rusty. This This team has a ton of talent on offense. And the the rust factor goes with Brock Purdy. So if Brock Purdy can go a whole offseason and do what he did and come out week one and play as well as he did, I have a hard time believing that after a full season of games that three weeks is going to be the kryptonite that slows him and this offense down. I think they're going to be just fine. I would be shocked if they don't score their first drive.
0: That's what I was thinking about. That's the key. That first drive. Because... The Niners, really, like, that sets the tone for them every week. They score on their first drive, I want to say, more than any other team. It feels like it. I don't know if that's true. But they score on their first drive a lot.
1: It seems like every game starts 7-0 Niners. I think every game but one, I want to say they scored their first drive, if I'm not mistaken. So, are they going to be able to do
0: that? Not even just Brock, but, like, collectively as an offense with you know, after essentially back-to-back buys. Although, a lot of the starters did play a little bit against the Rams, which is good. Which is why they did it. Um, Again, I expect them to be, I expect them to score on their first drive. I kind of expect both teams to score on their first drive. I, I expect an, a high-scoring game. Now, I think the only thing that Kyle could mess up here is don't be like overly ambitious on that first drive. That first drive would be great to sort of get Christian McCaffrey established and throw some short passes and not like what you did against Baltimore where you really wanted to take shot after shot and prove a point. There might be a little bit of rust. So just ease into the game, get everyone confident and in a rhythm, and then take your shots on the second drive. Something like that. But I, I, if, Kyle, if Kyle handles it right and Lafleur, I have a feeling this could be a high-scoring game two really good quarterbacks. I know the Niners have a good defense, but they got shredded by Lamar and, and Joe Burrow. And this Jordan Love is playing as well as any quarterback in the league right now, unless unless he's a fraud. I don't think he is.
1: Yeah, I don't know that, that he's a fraud. I mean, I think you're watching, I get Jordan Love has been in the league a few years, but you're watching him start for the first time. And he's doing what most quarterbacks do. Most quarterbacks don't come out the way that, Brock Purdy did, or Herbert did, or Mahomes did. The way that that those guys started is not normal. Dak Prescott is another one. Most most quarterbacks get better their rookie years as the season goes along. And I know this isn't his rookie year, but it essentially is his first year playing. So the fact that he wasn't as good his first six or seven games, and now all of a sudden he's been great these, these Final Ten, I would say that he's probably going to be historically a lot closer to these 10 than he was those first seven or so just because you're seeing him improve he's just playing football that's what happens when you play you usually get a little bit better until defenses catch up and then it's this adjustment game but i I think that he's probably going to be fine going forward
0: i think what's interesting about these two quarterbacks i keep i like comparing them Mm -hmm. because i think they're really similar they're in similar offenses When you ask the niners what makes jordan love really good they'll all say he protects the football Mm. only one pick in the last nine games that's extremely impressive and it is i think the coaches might respect it more than the players and i think in saying that they're basically saying he's one hell of a game manager our guy though is a playmaker a gunslinger takes chances he throws the ball down the field it fits into tight windows that's cool, but I think Kyle Shanahan, does he want a gunslinger, or does he want a high-level game manager? I think there's a little bit of longing in his voice when he talks about Jordan Love, like, man, kind of would like a quarterback who does that. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> is this game going to come down to which quarterback makes more plays, or throws fewer interceptions?
1: I mean, I, I would probably say the interceptions, but if one quarterback's going to have to make plays, I would put it more on Love. They're just not as good of a team. Their team is not as good as the 49ers. So Brock right. Purdy, make just don't turn the ball over, and the 49ers win. I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. Jordan Love, it's don't turn the ball over, but also you're going to probably have to put the team on your back a little bit for a drive here or there or a big third down or what have you. Brock, just don't mess it up. Like, that's how much better they are. Now, Brock, when you get to the Super Bowl, what I'm saying about Jordan Love is also going to apply to you. It's going to be don't mess it up, but you're also going to have to convert on some big third downs. You're going to have to go and and do the gunslinger stuff a little bit. But in this game, you're so much better than Green Bay. There's no reason to go that crazy. There just isn't.
0: Here's how you can tell that neither team really respects the other quarterback. Hmm their number one goal on defense, their number one defensive game plan goal, stop the run. Stop the run. Yeah. Stop the run. And both teams will say it. It was interesting. I asked Steve Wilks today, like, how has this offense changed, Matt LaFleur, since Rodgers has left? And Wilks was real clear. I love Wilks. He's very plain spoken. It's like, they're committed to the run now. And, And you understand when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who can throw 55, 60 times in a game and win, why you would play that way. And I'm like, oh, right, that's a distinction. Someone who can throw 55 or 60 times in a game and win. Brock, I don't know if Brock can do that. I don't know that Jordan Love can do that. Only a handful of quarterbacks in the league can do that. And those are your gunslingers. Those are your playmakers. Those are your music makers. And they are the dreamers of dreams. What's that from? <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. Willie Willy Wonka.
1: <laughs> Oh, In the Chocolate Factory. I just Mm -hmm. saw the new one, by the way. It's like a prequel. Very good movie. It was actually Mm. well done. Okay. I took it there. I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. All right. (laughs) If
0: Brock loses, if if the Niners lose and Brock throws two picks, or if the Niners lose and Brock throws one pick and Jordan Love throws none, no one's going to be talking about gunslinger in the offseason. He better be careful. I I can't wait for this game. There's going to be so much pressure on both quarterbacks with every
1: single throw going to be crazy. I don't think I don't think there is pressure on Jordan Love. I think that they've already made it every, everything from here. This is what this is the argument to say why Green Bay could be dangerous. And and I think the 49ers win this by 10 points. So, I don't think they're necessarily uber dangerous, but when you have a team that has nothing to lose and they can do crazy things like go for it on fourth down or have a trick play or a fake punt and really nothing matters to them because they're ahead of schedule on this whole rebuild thing they're doing. That's dangerous where the 49ers like, Hey, you got to kind of play it tight to the vest. Don't turn the ball over all those things. Th- the 49ers have pressure on them. Now that doesn't mean they're not going to perform, but if one team has pressure, it's absolutely the San Francisco 49ers. They cannot true. lose this game. They can't. And the Packers, if they win, great. If they lose, okay, no big deal. <laughs> There's really no pressure on the Packers here.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I'm expecting a close game. I got into like a whole like fight with Rob Guerrero this morning, not a fight, but an argument about this because he's so certain the Niners. He said the Niners to win by fifty, and he was exaggerating, but not really. And I just was like, man, I don't, I don't know about that. I, to me, talking about uh, if they're going to start slow offensively, this seems like. A game that could be very high scoring. Again, we've seen the Niners defense struggle against mobile quarterbacks who can get out of the pocket, extend plays, you know, keep their eyes down the field and make throws. Love can do that. And he has a a hell of a running back. He's got two tight ends he can throw to and three wide receivers. They might score 30. The Niners could too. But yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I'm expecting that kind of a game. I don't know. Well, and who who, do you has a different idea?
1: who do you key in on? Like, that was a bit of a problem when, when they played the Bengals and when they played Minnesota, it was, who do you key in on? Because there's no one there's, well, I mean, there's a bevy of, of great weapons in Cincinnati in Minnesota. Their best receiver was out, which meant Addison had to step up and it was just a bunch of no name guys. And they were all in and out of the lineup getting hurt. So once you have a quarterback that can distribute the ball, and there's not a go to guy. The best receiver this season on the Packers had zero catches last week. There you go. And they blew and that, out Dallas. This
0: team is so dangerous, man. So that it makes it interesting. Names. They're all a yeah. bunch of young guys. The whole team is super young, but they didn't seem like what's, what, what's the drawback of being young in the playoffs? Maybe the stage is too big for you wasn't too big for them in Dallas last week. So forget that, yeah. forget the young team, forget that you don't know yeah. who they are. They're producing right now. It's a scary team to face. They're not beating themselves, they're not turning it over. Is their defense vulnerable? Sure.
1: Yes. But, very.
0: <laughs> so okay, score 35 cuz you you just might have to to win this game.
1: Yeah, they Congrats. they may. They they may. I uh, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not as, I'm not going as crazy as Rob, where they're going to win by 50 or anything. I am very confident in the outcome of this game. Sure. I think the 49ers are the clear better team. Uh, there's not like an ounce of me that's worried as a fan, but I. I also think that if, if we don't think that Jordan Love is good, or I'll say this if you believe that Brock Purdy is the future of this franchise, and then you look across the way and say that Jordan Love's not any good, then I think those two things conflict. Whatever you think of Brock, you should think almost as highly about Jordan Love because he's had a fantastic season with less around him. So I would say at least respect Jordan Love. Not that you think that they're going to win, but if, if you believe the world of Brock, you should probably respect Jordan Love at the very least.
0: I think the Niners defense is going to have to play one of their best games. Eric Armstead's going to have to be a big factor. Like, I'm not worried about the Niners offense. I'm worried about their defense. It has nothing to do with time off or whatever. I'm worried about the matchup against a mobile quarterback and a really good running back. You guys haven't been good against the run all year. Eric Armstead's coming back to save your bacon. What is his condition? He hasn't played in a while, and he has plantar fasciitis. So, no Cleveland Farrell. Can you stop Aaron Jones? Can you keep Jordan Love in the pocket? Because every time you let these mobile quarterbacks out of the pocket, you lose. You lose. So I want to see that.
1: I don't know. I think uh, I'm. I'm trying to look at their injuries. I think they're relatively healthy. I think Jair is going to play. From what it sounds like, AJ Dillon probably will not. Won't. Good. I'm sorry. To yeah, but he's better I'm than their.
0: Sorry. Other I just cursed. Give the ball
1: to Aaron Jones a lot. AJ oh, for Dillon. sure. For sure. But if Dylan can get he's dropped a hard F. five to seven five to seven carries, yeah, I mean he's carries maybe. by
0: somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm not rooting for the Packers for the record. I just I expect a close game. And I'm surprised you, that you, so many people don't.
1: Here's what you are rooting for. You're rooting yeah. for a little bit of chaos. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If there's chaos and it's close and people freak out, then that's good for you. I get yeah, it.
0: I don't want the season to end on Saturday. I would like this to go. No, 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 I'm no, kidding. no, 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 absolutely. You don't No, no, but if it does, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Prize mix time. Prize mix time. Prize makes time. Prize makes time. <laughs> I want to do just running backs this week. Okay. You're freaky with it. What do you say? All right, let's do it. Okay, let's start. And I don't want to do the goblins and demons. I'm over that. I want to no. do mo- straight up classic. More or less. And let's start with Christian McCaffrey. 90 and a half rushing yards, more or less.
1: More. More. The, he's going over hundo? The Packers, yeah, the Packers have given up 200 rushing yards or more, I think, in four games this year. So, yeah, more. That's true.
0: That's true. Okay, no-brainer. Christian Jones, McCaffrey with the more. Aaron Jones, 68
1: more. and a half. More. He's had
0: a, more than 100 in four games in a
1: row. They're going to need him. It, they have zero shot if that number is less. So it has yep. to be more.
0: Has to be more. Okay, we're in full agreement to start. Let's stay in the uh, NFC. Rashad White, 56 and a half rushing yards. I'll go more. Mm. Me too. I like him. He's good. Arizona State. Yeah, okay, he's
1: decent. But they, they will stick to the run game. And Detroit, I don't really respect their defense either. So Okay. uh. Who do you think is better, David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs? I think Jameer Gibbs is better, but Montgomery is probably gonna have more rushing yards. All right, let's do both then. Montgomery 58.5, more or less. I'll go Montgomery more, Gibbs less. Oh, explain it to the good people watching the show. Your thought process. Show your work. Yeah. I, I think I think Gibbs, first of all, they they alternate drives. Mm. Montgomery is not the pass catcher that Gibbs is. So it's likely he'll get more carries on the drives that he's in. And Mm -hmm. Gibbs is a very good pass catcher. And so I think that they'll move him out of the backfield a lot more. And if this was a receiving stat or a combined stat, I would take the more, but I'll go less on the, uh, on the actual rushing yards. Okay. I think we might be done with the NFC guys.
0: So if you see anyone you like, shout them out. James Cook, Pacheco, Devin
1: Singletary. Oh, what is what is Cook? What's his 62 and a half? Man. Chiefs defense is pretty good, but Cook has been on a roll. I'm gonna go more on Cook. I like that one too.
0: More? Let's do that one. Yeah. All right, let's lock it in. I'm trying That's to win 12 Hundo plus Christian McCaffrey more. Duh. Aaron Jones more. Yeah. Rashad White, I like him more. Dave Montgomery, more. Jameer Gibbs, fewer. And James Cook, more. I'm a big Jameer Gibbs fan. I think he's really good.
1: I think he's very good. De- Detroit Detroit in the NFC Championship, which is likely going to be the matchup with the 49ers, that is, that's that's going to be a fun game. I, very fun game. I think that uh, that one could get interesting just because their running game and their offensive line is is very, very good.
0: All right, let's lock it in. You guys want to play? Use promo code CONE, C O H N, get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's free money. Go play. The thing I, that's interesting about um, the Lions to me is uh, just the fact that they have Jared Goff. If they had Jared
1: anyone else, they'd be call. like, oh man, that team, watch out for them. It's goth. Just yeah, like if I they had that, if like, they had Matthew Stafford, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> or yeah. I mean, yeah. If they just had, yeah. If they had Stafford, how many teams? My my friend texted me this the other day. How many teams could you put Stafford on now, and would they be like instant contenders or favorites? A lot of teams. Yeah. Put him in Seattle. Put, put, them in, on Tampa. The Jets, put them in Tampa. Put him in Tampa. Tennessee. He's so he's good. Anyway. He's very good. He's very good. Okay, let's move on. Move on. We can't linger over no. Stafford. We have to talk about Steve Young interviewed Brock Purdy for 49ers.com. I thought Steve did a great job. He's a really good interviewer.
1: It was about, a very very good interview. He did a great job.
0: Yeah, about twenty-five minutes. What were your what was your what were your major takeaways from this interview?
1: I, I had three, I had three takeaways that I had that uh one of them is just a personal one. It's kind of why I identify with Brock is just through his faith, and mm-hmm. Brock's not Brock. Brock is not afraid to share his faith. Any interview he ever does, where it's a sit down interview, he will talk about it, and I respect that. Uh, I love that about him. So, just that was just a personal point, and it resonated well, with Steve. It means right? It was like you know, one hundred percent. I always feel like
0: yeah. that was my superpower. I always feel like that yeah, was so grounding, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It well, and I like that because. What I find interesting about Brock is, as a person, because of his faith, he knows exactly who he is. And he he said something where it was, hey, I I don't need this, essentially. If, if I lost it tomorrow, God would give me a new mission. I'm fine with that. But as a player, I feel like he's got a conflict in who he is. So as a person, he knows exactly who he is. But as a player, I think he's conflicted internally, mm-hmm. because he talks about how in college and in high school, he was forced to be that guy. And you see it show up all over his film. Talked about it a million times when he was a rookie. Like, hey, he has some Jimmy moments. You see it all over his college film. That's mm-hmm. my biggest concern. And he he recognizes that. Yes, I, I would put the ball in harm's way. I felt like I had to go win games. Now I'm on a team where I don't have to do that. But you can tell he struggles with that because he is the gunslinger. He does feel like that's his innate ability, and and that that's a part of who he is. But he has to kind of control that. It's almost like it's almost like uh, the Incredible Hulk, right? You just you gotta you can't turn green. You can't get mad. You have to control the anger, otherwise you turn into the Hulk. And that's what he is as a football player. He has to suppress his gunslinger mindset and try to play within the system that Kyle wants him to play within with this bevy of talent, and that's what will make him most successful. So those are two things for me. Um, I've got another one, but I'll save them just in case. I don't no, you keep going. I'm playing. listening. I'm loving this. Okay, and, and I've got one more. He talked about how Kyle showed belief in him, mm. and that meant the world to him, he said. And the reason I bring this up is because this was something that we talked about in the off season, I remember saying that if the 49ers truly believe he's the franchise guy, you have to get rid of Trey Lance. Just like I thought if they felt Trey Lance was the franchise guy, they should have gotten rid of Jimmy. And when you say things like that, you always get the rebuttal of, well, these are professionals. They're getting paid millions. They should perform no matter what. And my, my retort back to that is, well, They're also human beings. And when he says, hey, he showed faith in me, that meant the world to me, that gave me the confidence to be the player that I am, that right there shows the human element. All of these guys need a coach that can believe in them and buy into them. And if they don't, the chances of being successful are a lot lower. Brock has that with Shanahan. I think that's great. We see it with Shanahan. We've talked about it all throughout the season. But for Brock, that was very, very important that he got that buy-in from Shanahan, and it allowed him to be who he is. And I, I think that that was that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, having them sit there across from each other kind of had me dawned on me a little bit that Purdy's kind of like Steve, not Joe. I mean, they're both men of faith, and they both probably care a little too much. Like Joe could. Just let things go and be great at the end. Whereas I remember Steve. Steve would press. Steve Steve would be very amped up. And I Brock, we don't see it very much because he's always winning. But when he has been in tough situations early in games when he's not winning, we've seen him press. He's admitted admitted to pressing. And Kyle says he cares too much, which is better than not caring enough. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting in them. And you heard. Steve say like man you're just so unbothered you're so unaffected and I was thinking "Mm, I don't know like he has to prove that now we'll find out about that right now and I think that's what's so cool about Brock Purdy's story it's just about the greatest story of all time but without that Super Bowl ring to validate it he's not Kurt Warner and he has to get it now I mean he doesn't have to get it now but he's on the precipice of getting it right now and we've already crowned him everyone's I mean, you have Steve Young interviewing him himself,
1: but he hasn't done it yet. That being said, it took Steve a while too, right? Yeah, here's here's the thing. I, and I don't, when people say that they read mean things about them or things that they don't deem as true and, and they're unbothered by it, I disagree with that. I think you either don't read it, you don't put yourself in the situation to read it and be in front of it. And of course, you're not bothered because you don't even hear the noise. or you start scrolling through the comments and you're reading everything and it is bothering you. You, You're human. Like that's a human trait. You're, you're going to be perturbed a little bit. And one thing I found interesting, and and of course, you know, when he's out there in front of you guys, it's, Oh, I don't, I don't hear any of that. I don't see any of that. Reality is he admitted to that. He does hear those things. And so, yeah, of course he's going to be bothered. Now not saying it takes away from his performance. Didn't he say that one of the
0: big learning experiences for him this year was how to tune that out? Mm-hmm. Didn't he say that? I mean,
1: I think what he said with the Ravens game was there was just it was built up too much. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, he he talked about pressure, and Steve kept like, "Oh, you're just so great and you're ironclad," and he's like, "Well, there have been times where the moment's been too big for me. Like, I'm I love not." That about Brock. I love that about. I love that about him. Because you could yeah. be like, "Yeah, I am that good," but he's like, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, dude! Like, no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm human, man. I'm mm. human. I, if it, it would be concerning if there was never a moment that was too big for you. There's that's how you learn to perform in those moments is by kind of shattering a little bit and learning from that. It's all a learning experience. So mm. whether that's in the pros or high school or middle, whatever that is, there's some time in your life where you've been rejected or things didn't go the way that you had planned. And you had to build yourself back up from that. And those are all learning experiences. And I love that he didn't just act as if, oh, no, no, I've always been built like this. I've never cared. It's like, well, actually, the moment has been too big for me, Steve. I'm going to push back a little bit. And I've learned from that. And that's what allows me to be the player that I am today. So I love the honesty from him.
0: He said one other thing that really got me. Hmm. This was this was a good interview. Steve, I got to give you credit, man. He said, how did you know when you really went over the team? And Brock got into it. One of the things he mentioned was, once they saw I wasn't afraid to fail, they bought in. And it's such an interesting thing to say. Uh, made me think of Trey, mm. who may have been a little afraid to fail. A little afraid to pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. A little oh, yeah. afraid to make a mistake. Got to be yeah. perfect. Whereas Brock comes in and has nothing to lose. Maybe that was one.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. Think it's yeah. It, it's funny because you talk about nothing to lose, and I'm going to draw the parallel back to the this game where we're at today. The Packers are Brock Purdy a year ago coming into that Miami game where it's mm-hmm. you can play as free as possible because mm-hmm. Brock Purdy didn't have anybody lingering over his show. Who was there? There was nobody. Trey was done for the season. Jimmy was done for the season. It was you and no other option. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can play as free as you want. And now you're looking at a Packers team that's a whole team full of Brock Purdy's at this point. They're the youngest team in the league. They've already made it further than they were supposed to. No pressure on them. And, and the interesting paradox is now Brock Purdy is what Trey Lance was, where all the pressure is on the world. Because... When you went out last year, the team thought they would have won the Super Bowl if you had stayed healthy. They definitely believe that now. The path is clearer than it's ever been. Now, again, it doesn't mean he's not going to perform, but the pressure is certainly there, and it will be felt.
0: Here's why I'm very concerned about Brock Purdy this time around in the playoffs. Mm. As you said last year, he was the 49ers' only hope. There's no one really behind him. This year, they have... The second coming of Steve Young. I mean, we saw Steve Young interviewing him. Steve Young Jr. is on the bench. So, Brock, you have one bad quarter. Watch out.
1: <laughs> Steve, Steve Young Jr. is on the bench and it's Watch Sam Darnold. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. Uh no, listen, I I think that's what that's what is probably Brock's best strength to his game is his mental fortitude. I, I really believe that doesn't mean he can't get rattled. I think that he showed a little bit during that Ravens game where he was pressed, but I, I think that it's going to take a lot to get him to that moment. And I don't think that the playoffs this time around, even if there is more pressure are going to be too much for him to handle. I think I got to for you. Yeah.
0: Brock Purdy has thrown no touchdown passes. In back-to-back playoff games.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I think nice. he's going to play
0: really well in this game. <laughs> well, both him and but the next Lover game, gonna no up. way he's going to throw
1: any touchdown passes because it's never happened.
0: I think it's going it to be one of the best games. I think all these games are going to be really good. I'm excited. And what's one thing that's cool <laughs> actually, about actually of, of was, all the quarterbacks was, yeah, that are remaining, He's the only one that wasn't a first-round pick, which makes me feel like finding the next Brock Purdy is not going to happen. The Niners <laughs> got so, yeah. so, 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 so lucky. He should have been a first-round pick, even with his arm strength, uh,
1: you know, <laughs> So, yeah, good for them. The The best game of the weekend is the Bills and the Chiefs. Like, that's the, just as an outside fan, if you're not a fan of, the, of any of the teams remaining and you just want to watch football, but you could only choose one, that would be the game. The yeah, but Josh Houston, Allen Baltimore, Patrick Mahomes going to be good too though. Houston well, next week, yeah. So good. Oh yeah, yeah, the Houston. Yeah, is it though? I don't know. Yeah. I think we're selling I I really think that we're selling Baltimore short, man. I I really Did I you see, see Lamar Jackson day. when he was asked about the 20 points? Did you did you see that? The way he reacted? He he laughed. He was what they're like points? how how confident are you? The offense has never scored more than 20 in the playoffs uh with okay. you at the helm how confident are you that you're going to score 20 and he just got this big grin on his face he's like <laughs> confident very confident extremely yeah, confident and then he just I'm starts laughing i i think he's going to do great i think stroud's can is going to do really well too oh stroud's stroud's phenomenal stroud is <laughs> stroud is he's on his way to being uh, a superstar for sure we'll we'll see if he can you know if he loses offensive coordinator what that looks like um, you know once the defense has a year to catch up but he has all the makings to be elite this league for the sure the only
0: game that won't have like, top level quarterback play is Detroit Tampa and those two guys are good too i mean i like baker and goff they're not bad they're
1: but they're e- they're even like yeah. it's an even quarterback matchup yeah. so yeah i enjoy I guess you it can't yeah.
0: winning it. Well, i don't expect them to but not enough sauce says what playoff teams are playing with house money right now
1: Oh, easily Houston and Green Bay. Houston, Green Bay, Tampa. Tampa had like sixty million in in cap that was just carryover from previous years that they had to go through. Uh, so those three teams. Yeah, those are the three teams. Too much sauce. Says R.I.P. to
0: Warriors assistant coach. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Deshawn. I, I, I did see a mentioned.
1: blurb that he had passed though. Yeah.
0: yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, Sorry to hear that. He was with the Warriors. I thought I heard, sorry, was 46. That's tragic. So, yeah. Niners Dodgers says, fun fact, if the Niners win on Saturday, they will tie with the Patriots for most wins in playoff history. Go Niners. Yeah,
1: I feel Patriots like that, that's been lingering for a while. Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, Tom Brady, I mean, come on, man. I
0: know. Well, it's good to take that back. Official BA Music 88 says, Niners on 47.5 on third down. GB is 47.1. Completion uh, conversion percentage,
1: is that or is that against the defense? I don't know.
0: Not sure. I'll look it up. But that's interesting. The Dark Knight. A Grant, can you ask Rob Stats if he's concerned? <laughs> 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 I forget what that bit was about, but I started going on a riff about concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I like that show because he gets he gets flustered, and then I just can't stop.
1: It's really he, you get you guys are are very fun to watch together because he's he's a total fan and he's not afraid to show it and you yeah. just you're not and it's just a, it's a great dichotomy i love it the best
0: is that we, we do this show and i like well you know how you how it goes you, you meet up five minutes early usually mm-hmm. you, you you don't but usually people meet up like five minutes early and you like shoot shoot the breeze for a little bit how you doing? So me and Stacy, like, hey man, how you doing? How's it going? Good time, good time. We start the show, we just start yelling at each other. and the show's over. Hey, great show, man. That was great. I'll see you next week. All right, man. See
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I roll in. It's like nine o'clock. I'm rolling in at eight fifty nine. 59 Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I love that. We just go, Yo, yo, ready to go. All right.
0: Abu Marco, twenty three. Is it fair to say it's the first time Kyle and the Niners have true first seed pressure? Twenty nineteen upstart, twenty twenty one barely qualified, twenty twenty two Eagles. Interesting. Yeah, that's a different type of pressure, right? You're the yeah, best team. You're the, you're you're like the senior team in the NFC. Take care of business. We've seen teams fall flat a lot of times.
1: So yeah, l- luckily for them, the NFC is about as weak as it could be right now. So as weak as it, it could be, be okay. yeah.
0: Unfortunately, they just the seventh seed in the NFC happened to be the second best team in the in, in the conference. You can say <laughs> it's Detroit, but Green Bay beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. In Detroit. It's true. So I don't know. They also lost to Tampa
1: a few weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know what to make a Green Bay. Gave up a ton of points to Carolina. So mm.
0: Moises Rosales' is highest and lowest point in your journalism career. Oh, this is deep. wow um highest point was uh today i don't know every day i (laughs) enjoy good time uh maybe interviewing jimmy ward that was that was phenomenal did great time lowest point probably getting into a the Javon law thing it's probably the lowest point those are two ones those are two data points how about that yeah there you go 808 Niner, what the hell is going on? I'm all for respecting Green Bay, but come on, they're nine and eight. They lost to the Giants and Bucks before being Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. They're the only team to make Bryce Young look like a decent quarterback.
1: That's fair. Oh, me. yeah. No, I That's picked the 49ers to, to win by 10 points. So I'm not that worried about it, but
0: I'm also picking the Niners to win the game. I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. They did just eviscerate the Cowboys, who are, as Niner fans know, utter and complete frauds but they did beat green they did beat they beat green bay they beat detroit and they beat kansas city not that long ago so i think it's fair to want they're a very young team and i think it's clear they can
1: they may not be as consistent as the 49ers but Definitely. on certain weeks i think young teams are inconsistent and yeah, you don't know obviously. what you're going to get if you, you get, get if if you get the one the team that showed up against carolina or tampa then you're probably totally. going to win going away. But if you yeah. get the team that showed up against the Chiefs or this last week, you're going to have a tight game. So really, yeah. it's, it's on the Packers. You don't know which team is going to show up. We don't know. And they are very inconsistent because they are young. So if the best version shows up, this game's going to be tight.
0: Yeah, It's true. They don't, com- they don't commit a bunch of turnovers. Chris Tallarico, LOL, I'm late. I saw the stream title and thought we traveled back to 2020. Please tell me the title is a copy-paste mistake. No, we haven't talked about that yet, though, so don't worry about it. We saved that for the end because we know people really wanted to know. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says Grant, stop trolling Rob in the morning. Only do it once a, once a week, and in his, my defense, it's the afternoon for him. He's on the East Coast, so he's, pro- he's ready. Perfect. Chris Talarico says, I can't watch you and Rob unless it's right after a payday. (laughs) I enjoyed the show at Rob today. All right. Go ahead.
1: No, nothing.
0: No, with the Kyle Shanahan, Tom Brady thing. Would you tell people what Nick Wagner reported?
1: Yeah, it was kind of a throwaway thing. I don't know how it didn't get picked up or made a bigger deal. I guess it doesn't matter as much now, but I did find it interesting that Kyle told Brock that this starting job is yours this season, as long as we don't get Tom Brady. <laughs> and Brock knew that. So as as long as Tom Brady wasn't coming to San Francisco, he was going to be the starter. But if Tom Brady came, then Tom Brady would have started. So they did put out feelers to Tom Brady this offseason. Uh, obviously, he decided that it's time to officially retire, which is the right move, by the way. Watching Tom Brady. Early on last year, he had everything. But towards the tail end of last year, he was truly afraid to, to get hit. He just was unwilling to get hit. And that became clear. And when he talked about retiring, he he said that, I just don't want to get hit anymore. And, and that showed up on film week in and week out, even though the numbers were great and he could still make all the throws. It wasn't that he had diminished there, but mentally he didn't want to get hit. So I think it's probably... i never wanted to get thing. hit. I just wanted to no no out. no for sure for so sure. But no you, also, you didn't want to be a quarterback <laughs> it, either. I don't want to get hit. Yeah. So I, but that was interesting because there was definitely some speculation at some point. But if Tom Brady was willing to play again and come to the 49ers, he would have been your starter this year. I, I find that I find that interesting. I find that Thank very it.
0: interesting. The Niners really need to hold on to Brock Purdy for a very long time because Kyle <laughs> is clueless. I, yeah, I was just so going to say, sorry. I was you just gonna say, give, say, give okay. Brock a lifetime contract, man. Cause the idea of trying to find another quarterback, you did not even find Brock. You stepped on Brock. Oh my God. What is that? Oh, it's our starting quarterback for the next 10 years. Sorry about that little buddy. You're great. No, but we're going to push you with Sam Darnold. Hey, we're going to bring in Tom Brady three years too late. Kyle, God love you. I'm not I, I going to say it's hard.
1: He, his evaluation of Tom Brady couldn't have been more wrong twice. You, when you should have brought him in and you had Jimmy Garoppolo here, you're like, ah, we think Jimmy can be marginally better next year, probably. So we're going to go with that. Brady's washed, immediately wins a the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then Brady is actually washed uh, as far as Tom Brady goes. And yeah. you have an actual good quarterback who's clearly better than Jimmy. And you're like, yeah, well, you're going to start unless Tom's willing to come here. It's like, wow, could you you mess up the evaluation going both ways? Thank God, at least the second time, it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go, which was bringing in Tom Brady. That would have been crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you understand why, though, in retrospect, the the injury the surgery. You didn't know what he was going to be. There was a possibility he would miss time. There were all these different timelines. He didn't get the surgery right away. It was unclear what was going to happen. They felt stupid for not having Tom, for not bringing in Tom Brady the first time. You could see them maybe talking themselves into it in a moment of desperation. Fortunately, they didn't, or maybe Tom Brady made the decision for them. Don't know, but it seems like it's worked out. But again, they haven't won a playoff game yet. I just want to remind people that. They have not won a playoff game yet this year and i know we're all talking about how special this team is and how it's the best team since 1994 and dude if they lose on saturday you guys are going to have nothing but bad feelings about this team forever it'll be awful it'll be awful i just want to impress upon you what's at stake that's what i love about the nfl so much it's just so urgent. Oh, you think you're one of the greatest teams of all time? Okay. Well, all you got to do is win three games. But if you lose one, that's it. It's over. Sorry. You had a bad
1: day. It was rainy. Sorry. 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 Well, the 49ers haven't won a game yet in the playoffs, but the fans won three times this weekend watching the Eagles lose, the Rams lose, and Dallas lose. I don't know that the weekend could have been any better to be a 49er fan on a week that your team didn't play. So... There is that. Seriani
0: used to have all this bravado. And now, every time they cut to him on the sideline, he looks, frankly, like, dorkier and dorkier. He just looks like he's got oh, nothing.
1: The 49ers also, 49er fans also won twice today. The Eagles and the Cowboys are keeping their coaches. Riddle me that. Why? <laughs> Why? no clue. I have seen z- it back z-
0: for the sake of it. Why would they do that?
1: I have no idea. If I'm the Eagles, I'm getting Bill Belichick immediately. Immediately.
0: Does anyone respect Nick Sirianni anymore? The issue no. with him is a lack of respect for him.
1: I don't know. Mike McCarthy? The Cowboys said they're keeping McCarthy. The Eagles, Roseman and Sirianni have been searching for an offensive coordinator supposedly since the season ended. So I assume that means they're keeping him. Hey, instead now, of
0: hiring an offensive coordinator, fire Sirianni and hire someone who can run the offense. Like what does Sirianni exactly. do? Why is he, why, why no, do you no need idea.
1: him? No idea. No, I, like Dan Campbell I is Dan Campbell is a CEO coach, but you see the impact he has on that team. They go exactly how he goes and all those gutsy decisions, good or bad are his. I don't know what Sirianni does. I genuinely have no idea. Shane Steichen was incredible. That's all I know. I don't know what Sirianni is or does. But hey, I'm not an Eagles fan, so let him stay there. That's great. Don't you
0: get the sense that the Lions are really the players are really proud of Dan Campbell? Oh yeah, he kind of sets the tone or the personality of the team. I don't get the feeling that the Eagles are proud of Nick Sirianni. I mean, I think they seem like they're kind of embarrassed by him kind of being maybe I didn't need that maybe I could have taken that out just used embarrassed
1: alone. Yeah, I don't yeah it embarrassed like a middle school kid getting dropped off by their mom that wants to kiss them on the forehead in front of all their friends. That's how embarrassed they are of them. Yes. It's bad. Dude like you're not playing you're not tough. What are you doing?
0: Dan Campbell play. Dan Campbell's tough. Dude you you Mugging for the camera score, <laughs> right? Go, just call a play. Oh, you don't do that so, at all. That's why you're mugging, because you don't actually do anything. It's you and Big Dom. You're Little Dom. So bad. Well, all right. Joshua Bourne. Good to see you guys again. Feel like we made Tom Brady more motivated when he was with Tampa. Yeah, probably. That was for Jed. That was for Kyle. Probably. All right. I'm going to wrap this one up early like Rob. did. He just shut it down early on me today. He was like, you know what, Grant? I'm not enjoying your presence. Dismissed. (laughs) And you're dismissed. Dismissed. Anyway, are you doing a behind enemy lines right now?
1: I am. Yeah. Five minutes. Come over to last second sports behind enemy lines. I've got a Packers content creator on. This should be really, really good. I'm looking forward to this. What's he? Where's what's his name? Where's he from? Where's he from? You're going to have to come over to the show. It's the teaser. I like that. Yeah, I, I, that was that was a trick question.
0: Trick question. Go yeah. check it out for yourself. <laughs> like and subscribe. Thanks for watching. At the buzzer, Brother Bob says um Eagle Straight trash Big Dumb mm. should coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big Dumb nice. Nice, big Brother Bob. Bob, nice. Over to Last Second Sports right now. Thank you guys for watching. I'll be back in the morning with the coach.